I'll tell you what, Peacock TV is making some noise. Yes, they yes. are. And what's the noise sound like? Right. I'm sorry. Did you, have a, did you have a barf bag, or you just let that go? On the floor? I think that's the. I think that's the best way to start the show. Let's yeah. let's start this thing. Okay. Hold that intro video. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of your favorite podcast. This is episode 94 of the Prodigal Sons. and We're going to be talking about invisible people, just like the ones that Elijah sees in the middle of the night. So cold, so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we thank you guys so much. It's happened again. It's another Tuesday night. And you found yourself watching the prodigal sons, or it could be Thursday morning and you could be driving to work, listening to your podcast on podcast addict, Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and wherever you get your favorite podcast or wherever you consume this show, would you please just slam that like button, share with a friend, share with an enemy. We don't care. We need the numbers. What's up, Tom? What's going on? Do the peacock noise again. That's Bobcat Goldthwait. Sorry. <laughs> I think that was. So, so Elijah, do your best Bobcat Goldthwait. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Sean does. Sean, can Who's you pack go the in Boston Harbor? I can always park my car in Harvard Yard. Every single day of every single year. You're not going to growl or anything? No. No. Uh. Wow. Okay. We all look like fools. Except yeah. Yeah. That's cool. GQ over there. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not embarrassing myself. Yeah. Even it's, if it's for the Lord, I'm not doing it. Cool. Sarah, Sarah say hi to the people. Hello, my people. You are wonderful do you, today. Do you, do you even know who Bobcat Goldwaith is? I don't. Oh, what? you should consider yourself lucky and what? a lot younger than us. I am Dave. <laughs> hi. How you doing? All right. Uh, so I thought Eminem was pretty good. Always. I thought Eminem was pretty good. And you, you know what, though? They all use those confidence tracks things that get mixed in to make them sound good. And you know what? You'll never get at the Prodigal Sons. You'll never get confidence tracks because we're real. This is real life, real truth, real something. I'll tell, I'll tell you who doesn't need, uh, what do you call it, a confidence track? Mm-hmm. Janae Aiko, who sang that song, the the anthem. Is that the one who did the national anthem? Yes, her voice is like that. I thought, I thought live she America the Beautiful or record America yeah, the Beautiful. Yeah, she did yeah. America the Beautiful. Her voice mm-hmm. is she like does. that, whether it's live or whether it's in a studio. She has that kind of voice that needs almost nothing done to it. Yeah, that was a good song. So, speaking of good time. Most of us had a good time at the Super Bowl party that was at Fifth and Chestnut in Royersford, um, except Mr. Tom Rivera. I was sleeping. <laughs> he could care less. I'm surprised you couldn't smell the M&Ms, though. We had M&Ms. Uh, no, no. I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's way past my bedtime. You guys watched the whole game? Oh, yeah. We watched the whole game. Yeah, yeah we watched no. the whole game. I uh, and- I watched the uh, 
a little bit into the third quarter and then went to bed. I bought a big old bucket of M&Ms from Costco. And you know what should be illegal? The big old bucket of M&Ms from Costco. I I Tom, I, I, I had a I had a little I had were a, there, a little were there plain M&Ms in there? It was peanut M&Ms. Yeah. Which, see that, yeah. That's the yeah. way to go. I There's think. a shortage on plain M&Ms. Okay. You're the pe- you you like the peanut, right? I like the plain, but I could you eat like the, the plain. Okay. Yeah. The pe- the peanut M&Ms, especially in a quantity, the Costco jug quantity, I think that should be illegal because not only did everybody have their fill at the party, but half of the container was left at my house and What about those candy covered uh what were they? Pecans? Oh, we're not talking about those. Are they still there? No, they were gone. I'll come get some right now. I will end up no. behind you, knock them on the door. Are they gone? So, so basically, I will never. I'm going to start donating and 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 giving my time to all these drug abuse, you know, uh, hotline shelters, anything, because I finally know what it's like to be to be gripped by an addiction because uh, the the praline pecans and the and the M and M's. Let's just put it. I, I, mm. I yep. think I had a cup of the praline pecans. It was just like this. I just put a bunch in a cup. It was just. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they were gone pretty quick the next day. So, so the, uh, so I know where my I know where my addictions lie, and uh, I'm gonna need to keep those out of my house for a long, long time. And Elijah, you looking kind of smooth today. No, I just this is what I wore to work, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. the ashy knuckles. Look at that. Ugh. Yeah, not huh. moisturized or anything. Didn't yeah, shame. yeah. I don't know. There's there's uh there's stories going around uh, town about uh a nice looking fella. Where is that, he? Uh, Maybe I can hang out with him. That enjoys going to grocery stores. And- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, we have, enjoy, I don't sorry, enjoy going so, to the grocery store. Sarah, we got a picture of any uh any good looking men that any uh good looking men? Uh, yeah, that uh that enjoy yeah. going to oh my God. and then and then and then what I hear from these reports, what I hear from these reports <laughs> is uh is that when this guy's out, uh the women begin to flock like peacocks. I- like seagulls, seagulls, like seagulls flock, seagulls. Oh, yeah. not true. Like a yeah. flock of seagulls. And 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 then it was an interesting story, right? Because you're like, all right, wow, that's cool. They flocked to him, right? Oh, these- wow. Look at that but- handsome guy. Oh, what do you got? Wow. What you- that oh, he is good looking. And, and But the interesting wow. part of the story, <laughs> the interesting part of the story was that uh, this didn't just happen once. It's happened several different times. Well, well, it seems back like up, back up, Tom. Who reported this? Uh, somebody from the uh, Royersford Church of the Nazarene. They would like okay. to be came, uh, not not be named. So this is a good, reliable source, though. Uh, it's a very, it's very anonymous, good, reliable. They want to yeah. remain anonymous. So this person's family has been at the Church of the Nazarene their whole lives. Shoot. Very reliable. OK. Yeah. Roots are okay. deep with this person. Yeah. So yeah. and, and, and what exactly did they report to you? Well, it was interesting, too. They're like, hey, I have something for you. As in they wanted to give me some little ammunition because Ooh. she was she was a little shocked, you know, because she said oh, that, uh, oh, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. And Dave's catching me. <laughs> Dave is catching me. <laughs> but she said that uh, 
you know, every time she bumps into him, she's always sees at least two ladies with him talking to him. So it's just interesting. Uh, um, that guy that they showed, though, I got to be honest, he looks a little bit like uh, our own, our very own Elijah here on the podcast. That guy. So the version of the story I heard was that she keeps bumping into him at the grocery store and she sees women at the grocery store flocking to him. Is that yeah. is that the story you heard? That's the story I heard. I yeah. think I have a doppelganger in Warriors Ford. Elijah, you don't need to be embarrassed. In fact, I couldn't have heard better news when I heard this story because I think what you need in your life is a good grocery store woman. I would suggest <laughs> a, a produce section woman because I think I think that says a lot about somebody's character, and I think that's what you need in your life is a produce section grocery store woman. No bar woman. No, you know, nothing, nothing like that. You need a produce section grocery store woman. No, no, because they do not look. I, I, I listen. In fact, I, I think frequent, you I and Sean, the seafood section. I think you and Sean should go together to the produce section. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a No, because if you know what, you know what, I'm going to embrace this because if Sean and I were to walk through the produce section, it would be like finding Nemo. All the women will be like, mine, 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 mine. And me and Sean have to run out of there. Like we have to. No. So I don't think it's I don't think we should do it. No, Sean, we're just going to stay where we are because you're looking you're looking very good lately, Sean. You're looking yeah. really good. Oh, Sean is Sean's looking very good. Sean, you're looking really good. Man. Yeah. So let's shift the focus. Sean, you look amazing. I don't I don't in this conversation. Sean, you're you looking. Mean? I'm not a grocery store guy, so I don't have. What do you mean? Do we have a picture? Sean, Sean had this picture with this shirt on. It was like a green shirt or something. We do have that picture. Let's see oh, the newest. Man. Let's he, see the newest Sean is, picture. He is. Elijah, Elijah's thinking of the wrong picture. Dunning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Wow. There it is. There it is. Listen. So. Listen. So. Go ahead, because I got questions. But go ahead. I'll let you. Speak I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's 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 the problem. Yeah, so I'm just curious, right? So did you enter a time machine where you went ahead 25, 30 years? Listen, listen, it takes a lot of work on a Tuesday night to get this much makeup on to make me look this good. <laughs> I just I went all natural in my new Facebook picture. This this is a lot of makeup and work and construction I have to get done on a Tuesday night. You know, let me that let is me, a bunch of crap. He pulled he woke up, pulled the Beyonce, <laughs> said, I woke up like this. Yeah, you guys you guys want me to read the situation real quick? Yeah, uh, yes. here we go. Here okay, so Sean is again mad, again angry with the relationship world, right? So, so out of spite, he puts this hideous picture up himself, looking about ninety, <laughs> <laughs> in he order like- to propel any possibilities that are thrown at him. But the 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 thing that bothers me as a brother in Christ okay. to my brother Sean is that he told me the Lord told him to open up his possibilities. So I don't understand what's going on. Sean, speak. maybe he's looking for Betty White. Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, yeah, maybe see? he's looking for a Betty White. A Betty you know, White. Okay, thank I, you. I, I, a Betty I, White. All right, all right. I'll be honest. I've been watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy again, and I just, you know. Gandalf is, you know, I, he, he looks really good. I thought maybe if I look more like Gandalf. That wasn't Gandalf. That was Mark Wahlberg's neighbor in Shooter. Like up there in the Montana <laughs> mountains. You know, some dude who's got a, look, 
one bedroom cabin oh. and an outhouse and a dog you know, <laughs> and a dog. You walk uh, around looking like Gandalf, you are bound to attract Smeagles. Nice. In, in all honesty, <laughs> in, in all honesty, I was on I was on Snapchat messing around with the filters because I think they're hilarious. And that was one of the Snapchat filters yesterday. And I thought that picture was hilarious. So I took it and put it on my profile picture. Uh, I'll be back to the green shirt picture soon, Elijah, just for you. Uh, you know, what's so funny is that now that I think about it, if if you go on my Facebook and you scroll through my profile pictures, I have one just like that, too. The old man old, picture. Old I just think picture, they're funny. Yeah. Like I had the I had the Shrek one up for a it doesn't while. look much different though on mine. Um I'm just old looking. Yeah, mine it, it definitely I looked a lot older in that picture. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I was looking, I, I looked at the picture when I took it. I'm like, Dad? I was <laughs> oh, like, <wow>. man. <laughs> uh yeah, except he has hair. I don't. That's uh, you know, that's a shame. I had to take a double look. <laughs> What's that? Oh man, nothing. That's, that's just funny. You guys <laughs> I, I really don't appreciate Tom and 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 Dave just you know put me Listen, on blast. Just, but yeah, I'm glad it was you and not me, brother. That's all I'm saying. Don't worry, your day is coming. No, it's not. No, your day is coming. Your day is coming. I'm very I'm very tight lipped. I live half an hour from all you guys, so all my stories stay in town here. So that's why I don't move to Royersford. What happens in Birdsboro stays in Birdsboro. Oh, I you just have, gave the location. Good. Thank you. I, <laughs> hey, you I, you guys are all so you guys are all parents, right? And I got a question for you. When your kids were little, I know Elijah still got little running around, but when your kids are little, do they ever like out of the kindness of their heart while they're like on, you know, they're they're just being all sweet, they just come up to you and want to share food with you and just like they got a handful of something and they're trying to share it with you. Your little one, I would not take anything from. But go ahead. Yeah, no. Sorry. There is no kid, there's no child on the face of this earth that I would eat anything out of their hand. Nope. <laughs> um, my little one comes up to me the other day. I, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like M and M's or chips or whatever it was. It was like, here, Dad, you can have some of these. I'm like, Mm-mm. I could be starving. <laughs> I could be starving on a remote island if she walked up with food. I wouldn't take it. But, <laughs> so, but, but. But so 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 wait 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 I <laughs> but you'll let her eat it. The, Which, yes, the problem is I know how disgusting kids are. Like I don't want to. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I I just don't want to eat anything that's been a, out of a child's hand. Let me ask you this: if you if you see her get inside of the bag of an M M&M and M and give it to you like that, would you take it? Nope. No. Yeah, Hands are yeah. probably not clean in the first place. All day long. I'll let my grandson put it right in my mouth. <laughs> mm. That's why you're always sick, probably. <laughs> no, that's that's why he's healthy, actually. Yeah, probably. yeah. Built up the immune uh, system. Yeah, yeah, kids. So, yeah. It's yeah. funny because not the Super Bowl, but the playoff game that I came over to your house, Dave. Yes. Your, your little one came over like this and goes, she had a chip in her mouth and she goes, do you want one? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I'll, I'll get my own. Thank you very much. I, love it. I appreciate that she was trying to share, but she literally Absolutely. It was out of her mouth. It was just, and she's like, "Do you want one?" Right out of her mouth, and I'm like, "I do, but not that one." Uh, thank you, though. Yep. Does that make me a bad person? Mm. I don't know. No, it doesn't make you a Tom. No, no, it makes you a smart person. I, I mean, I am. I did. I did kick her down the steps. Oh, that's fine. I didn't All see right. it. 
I didn't see it. And she didn't. She, she didn't rat you out. So <laughs> that's good. There was a guy that I was listening to on the radio today who's saying that he eats everything with a knife and a fork, including the buffalo wings at the at the Super Bowl. He was eating them with a knife and a fork. So I think that's a, that's one step ahead of me on the germaphobe. Not- it's like George Costanza eating with the uh, the Snickers bar with the, uh, the knife and the, the fork. Can't oh, because he was trying to impress somebody yeah. or something, right? Yeah. yeah, he was trying to yeah in a board meeting or something. So, so, so it's a little early, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask. Tell us about your dream. Oh, see, so, so we have a Google document that we, that we put our show notes on, if, if you didn't, never heard us talk about it. And every once in a while, I just make notes, and I put Dave's weird dream. I actually wasn't thinking I was going to talk about it. but oh, no, You're going to talk about it. So do any of you guys, um, if you're willing to entertain me, I would like you to interpret a dream that I had last night. Okay. Okay. So the only surgery I've ever had is I had my gallbladder removed 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, I had it done right after my first kid was born. That's when I remember. That's how I remember when it was. Um, So 11 years ago, I had my gallbladder removed. I had this dream last night that the surgeon who took out my gallbladder, um, has secretly had this, this, uh, been obsessed with me since the surgery and, and, and they came back last night to, to kill me. So, so what do you, what do you think that means? I woke up at, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning. I was like, is that real? I might need to look this person up and see what, well, what their, I what mean, their I mean, history is. we could dissect it. Have you been talking to anybody recently yeah. via messenger that might want to kill you? Like, like, uh, VF- oh, you better get on that diet, boy. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you think you think it relates directly to that? It's, I mean, I, I mean, you have a dream and then there's conversations. So your mom's probably freaking out right now, Dave. <laughs> Okay, so you think it might have had to do with with the, with with my friend's willingness to to take me out to, to love you? If 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 your I friend's believe, willingness to take you out, yeah, we we discussed the word love. Yeah. We discussed the word love. I don't I don't know why you're you're adding words to the conversation. It's love. <laughs> I'm sorry, so I can't si- confirm so since- nor deny what Dave is talking about. Yeah, I, no I clue, have no clue. Yeah, no clue. Listen, if if I don't make it. And if Sean doesn't make it for our next uh, episode, which, by the way, our our next episode is going to be March. Sarah, 15th, 9th, was it 15th, 15th. March 15th, because the prodigal sons are going on sabbatical, which I was already supposed to mention. And I didn't. And I forgot because I'm a bad guy. Um, so if if Dave and Sean are not at that March 15th episode, y'all just might want to open up some sort of. You might, might just want to call the local police and open up some sort of missing person missing persons case because uh, you know Sean Sean and I haven't had the best last uh, week when it comes to tracking and sharing our uh, on our our nightly uh, chat prodigal son chat we haven't we haven't had the best uh, how would you say it Sean we haven't had the best we have not been the most diligent in our duty to post yeah. on a basis. 
Yeah. So we'd been really, really good for months there posting our calories and, and how our workouts were going. And we just, uh, I think it's something about the Super Bowl. the, you know, the, the wings, there was, there was hot wings in the air and there was, uh, there was cheesecake. M&Ms, there was cheesecake. There was a lot of things we're not proud of. Although that, that, that wasn't proud of that eggplant, whatever pizza. I, I was proud of that. That thing was amazing. That was, ah, that was, that was on fleet. That was on fleet. That was, was on fleet. <laughs> Dave, Dave said, Hey, take some stuff home. I was like, cool. I'll get some pepperoni pizza. Nope. Every pizza had a garden on it. I said, mm, all right, no pizzas going home with me. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys took food home because I'm telling you, I would have hit 270 this week. Uh, but um, anyways, so, so I wrote in the, in the messenger, I wrote, if I don't start tracking again, I want you to kill me. And I just said it as like a joke, right? I just said it as like a, <laughs> Hey, really? I want you guys to stay on top of me about this. Why would and you Tom, say that? Tom and Elijah, not to mention any names, but Tom and Elijah were just like, yeah, no problem. We'll take you out. It's like, at what time do you need to post like nine 15, nine 30? Cause we'll have you dead by 10. And yeah, they then, were talking about getting a truck and everything. It sounds like it sounded to me, Sean, like they already had this planned out for both of us. They were just waiting for you to agree to it. They said when we come back for episode 95 on March 15th, 15th, is that right? 15th, March 15th, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, when we come back for episode 95 on March 15th, they were talking about a new format. I think they want a two man show. It's a good possibility. I'm I'm confused. Tom, are you confused about what's I, being said here? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am completely completely I have, confused I when you no when, uh, Derek, when you wish upon a star yeah we know the song i know i know sarah is not going to report us missing but if any of the audience <laughs> members out there want to open up a missing persons case for me and sean just check the phone records okay because there's records of what they said they were going to do i guess i'm sending screenshots to the news just in case um throw your burner in the garbage disposal we have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so i that, think oh where'd tom go i'm just kidding i'm still here <laughs> i, I believe like, yeah we're yeah. out of here tom said i absolutely will kill you i know where you live <laughs> and then he said that's what brothers do for each other and then elijah said i will help you move the body wherever you want <laughs> it's right here it's right here uh lois he's lying well he's not lying but we then elijah said i just need to get my alibi figured out why is he, <laughs> why and is there he was an- something something about he was gonna frame a nun he was gonna frame a nun <laughs> for the murder why is there an FBI van in my in my driveway right now? <laughs> oh so weird. gosh. Um so so the story goes uh <laughs> Tom, can you do me a favor? And I say, "What well, what is that?" And you know, and Dave's like, "If you if you really love me, you will do me a favor." And I said, "I love you, Dave. I will do you the favor." Um um so I don't know what you're talking about all this other stuff. It's, uh, it's weird. Like we're just we're just you- here where we love you. Yeah, when you get we would prison. do anything. We would do anything for you, Dave. Yeah, yeah we should. anything, yeah, we anything. Would. We would, man. That's yeah, that's the man. kind of love we have for you. But but this nonsense that you speak of. Nonsense. Yeah, man. Nonsense. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, maybe maybe it was just another dream. 
Maybe it was just another dream. Yeah, I could be wrong. There we go. I could be yeah, wrong. But then again, then the, how did it end up on my on my on my chat? Then that's what I'm confused about. Is how did a dream was so real that I actually got messages from you saying you need to figure out your alibi? I, I, I don't I know. Mean, Maybe it was a wrinkle in time. Yeah. No. Okay. Magician? So seriously, you got nothing for me on why all of a sudden a surgeon from 11 years ago might try to kill me. Did you stiff him for the bill? I might have. I don't know. I wasn't that good with money back then. Listen, yeah. no one will know my name. No one who knows who I am. Let's just say maybe you guys had John a connection. He changed, <laughs> his, he changed his name to John Doe. Maybe you guys <laughs> had a connection and maybe you were his first surgery and he thought he was going to kill you. All right. I, I'm tired of talking about people killing me. Okay. But I have nothing else to talk about. So just make sure you uh, do what you said you would do and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get to the topic, hey, Sean, what's with you? Which, which your boy, Tom Brady? Is he coming back or what? I'm tired of hearing Listen, about this. I don't I don't like to speculate, um, but there, there's a I'm pretty sure there's a team that he'd be willing to uh, negotiate with if he could get the right money. And uh, they're uh, they're a contender that I think he'd be. He'd be happy to um, to help out with That's, the Eagles. Uh, uh, Jimmy no, Garoppolo's Roby. Jimmy Garoppolo's team, the uh, San Francisco uh, San Francisco uh, Alcatraz team. Yeah. Wow. The, mm. the mining 49ers. Mm. Yeah. He's not coming 40, back. Yeah. It'd be interesting to say. I don't know. There's rumors. There's. Rumors. There's it's just there's, rumors. There's, there's I, rumors. Think, I think. I think going with them. I think I think uh, little number one two calls up uh, 49ers and says, "Listen, get that Garoppolo guy out of there. I want to start." And, oh, uh, get him out of there again because he certainly got him out of New England. Listen, if Garoppolo wanted to stay some but some stay somewhere, he should stop throwing interceptions in big games. Pretty sure that would get the job done. Listen, the, if we're gonna talk sports, right? The bigger story is the uh, the Sixers move. Nobody to get James. Harden. I, you know what, Sean? No, <laughs> I just saw Sean's new name on the Nobody. screen. <laughs> I, I don't like your, I don't like your confidence that they're ever going to find us when you change your name to Hoffa. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I'm a little nervous, but they've been planning this out. Like they're pretty. Uh, uh, just real quick, Betty. Yes, three weeks. Uh, three weeks. We'll be off, Betty. Just we'll so be you know. off for three weeks. We'll be back on the fourth. Uh, not we'll be back on the fifteenth. We'll be back on the fourth week, which is the fifteenth. I should yeah. never have opened my mouth. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. The Sixers. Uh. I heard the Sixers. Uh. Got rid of a headache and got another headache. So. No. That was that was a move. No. One guy. Uh, is that yeah. what you heard, man? Yeah. It's amazing what your ears are hearing these days. Well, I'm. Or I'm reading. Listening. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Last week we did a production meeting. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about uh, we wanted to do an episode for Black History Month. We were talking about social justice. <laughs> That's right. Fez. Just call me Fez. Uh, I didn't do it. I'm the foreign exchange student. I hope you guys are watching right now on Facebook <laughs> and not listening on the podcast because you're missing a lot on this one. Yeah. You might need to 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 just. All right. 
Anyway, last week we did a production meeting because we wanted to do an episode for Black History Month. We wanted to do an episode on social justice. That was last week's episode. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. I think it was a pretty good one. Uh, But while we were doing the production meeting, we kept coming across these when we were talking about social injustices. We kept coming across all these things that had to do with homelessness and poverty in America. And we didn't want to mix that in with last week's episode. So instead, we decided to make it a two part episode. And tonight's episode is on the invisible people, uh, which is the homeless people. Um, so we wanted to do an episode on on kind of what are some of the the, uh, the challenges that are facing the homeless in America, how Christian community can do more, how America can do more. And uh, we have a resident expert uh, that happens to be here. Uh, his name is Tom Rivera. He works with the homeless, been doing it for several, several years. And uh, so basically, this is Tom's episode. If it's terrible, it's his fault. Uh, so that being said, take it away, Tom. What do you got for us? Well, for me, uh, you know, um, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And, and the Bible tells us in Proverbs 31, uh, verses 8 through 9, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Um, and, and, and that 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 verse speaks volumes to me because some people don't have a voice, you know, and 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 and, and when it comes to the homeless community, um, they don't really have a voice, you know, uh, I, I, it, a lot of people's look at them as invisible people like they're not even there, you know. Um, but but why but, do you but, think they do that? Why, why do you think people why do you think people treat them like they're invisible? I think uh, there's there's uh, there, there's a couple of reasons why, why people treat them that way. Uh, people feel that uh, entitled to feel that 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 they're better than them. So so um, they shouldn't be around that or, or seeing that. Right. Um, a lot of people also with that same mentality feel that only homeless people are in, you know, the, 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 the cities, you know, but we have homeless people everywhere in every town, Royersford, Pottstown, Limerick, all of them have homeless people. Right. Uh, but but we don't. But, but what we do is we try to hide it. You know, we try to hide it because a lack of education. We feel if there's homeless people in our neighborhood, then then that's going to affect a lot of other things, you know. Um, and, and the reality of it is the reality of it is, is that there are neighbors. There are neighbors that that are either caught in a system that's put them right where they're at. Maybe made a bad decision, which we all do. You know, and, and that's when that's why where they're at. Uh, a lot of misconceptions are that they're they're drug addicts. Uh, you know, if we have homeless people in our neighborhood, then, then the drug addicts are going to come. And, and, you know, and a lot of times it's just. Listen, if, if your apartment catches fire, you lose it. Right. And then rents are really high in those other apartments. You're homeless. Mm. And, and, and we and, and, and this happens to families all over the place, even our own neighborhoods. We experience we have homeless people that have come to our church, you know, and, and, and we, we try to help them as much as possible. And, and, and I think that 
that we're not ever going to fix the homeless problem, right? There, there, there's just no solution to the homeless problem. But what there is, is the resources to be able to equip the people that are in these outdoor conditions with better resources, better tools to survive those conditions, right? Uh, we're not necessarily going to be able to find housing for everybody, but we're able to equip them with, with equipment to help them. So when we were, we were talking a lot about this and it had to do with uh, kind of the system is designed, you know, we were talking about social justice. We kept coming back to like the system is designed. It's not, it's not intentionally trying to hurt people, but it does um, put people into a kind of a cycle where they're dependent on the resources that the system puts out and they have to kind of keep themselves in this, in this area of need in order to get help. Can you give us kind of a couple examples about that? Or I mean, I, I'm not just. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the and it's a great point. The problem is that, you know, they, there's these systems. And, and I believe that back in the day when these systems were, were put in place, they were all put in place with 100 percent. I really believe that they were all put in, in place with the right intentions of helping people. Right. That's yep. why they put these systems in place is to help people. It wasn't to harm people. It was trying to help people. Right. But 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 what happens is that they put these parameters of like, OK, if you're on the streets, these guidelines, right, where you have to be on the streets and we'll help you. Right. Uh, but but if you're if you're homeless and you have a good friend that's temporarily letting you stay on your couch. Uh, well, well, then you you got a good friend. We're not we're not going to help you that way. Right. Yeah, You, you um, don't need help. Yet. You, yeah. You don't need help that way. Or or even with 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 with. Um, a lot of, um, you know, Social Security or, or Section 8 or, 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 or government money that comes in. All of a sudden, people are like, you know, oh, I, I can't. I got to make sure that that I don't make more than than, than twenty thousand dollars a year, because if I make more than twenty thousand dollars a year, I don't get my check from the government. Well, how much is your check from the government? It's five thousand dollars. All right. Well, well, the problem is not that you can't make more than 20. The problem is like you got to make more than 25. Yeah. It but, keeps but they people don't... looking for for less, uh, you know, less uh, lower paying jobs and less hours in the week. Uh, and, and in reality, even though that, you know, 20 or twenty five thousand dollars could keep you in an apartment, like you said, it doesn't allow for any kind of savings or security net, which means you're always half a step from homelessness just by live, you know, being being dependent on those. On you know what the, systems, you know what the number one answer of why someone is homeless, if, if, if and this is a this is a poll taken by Deacon Dennis himself, because uh, the question kept coming up and he's like, well, there's only one way to find out is ask a bunch of homeless people. And, and, and I feel like I'm on uh, I'm on that show. Uh, the know what's the number one answer. But the number one answer why people are homeless, the number one answer given was job loss. No. They ran out of a they ran out of a couch to sleep on. What's the number one answer given? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, people, people are equipped to the help. They want to help, you know, their friends and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but they can only, you know, they can only do it for so long. So, you know, once and, and okay. So that kind of brings me to the next question. You know, when, when we see homeless people, when, when, you know, a lot of times they're invisible, but when we do see them, you know, a lot of times as an, as an American, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, hardworking American, right. Our response is looking at them and going, just get a job, 
why, why don't you think that that's an appropriate response? I know I've heard you talk about that. Before. Yeah, go ahead. No, please, Elijah. I'm I, 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 the only reason I want to say that because yesterday I was at work and the back door to the building we usually keep open because sometimes because we park out there. So I was back there working on music on my lunch break and the door opens and I don't notice it. But I take my headphones off and it's a homeless guy that I see. Well, it is a guy that I had offered help like months ago, like a while ago. Um, and he came in and he said, are you guys hiring? I said, hey, Walk around the front of the building. I'll meet you out there and we can ask the manager. He's on lunch right now. Give me like 10 minutes. I'll meet you out there and we can, you know, I can see because I think we are hiring. So he said, um, great, thank you. And I was like taking my stuff off because I was going to go find somebody to talk to this guy. And he came back in and he was like, I don't have an ID though. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I don't think they can help you with that. But have you tried to get one? Like, what have you tried? And sometimes they like you, sometimes you try and help and they just sometimes he's like, well, you know, forget it. And I'm like, like, if I knew if I knew what to say to him, I could have sent him, you know, on the right track to get an idea at least. So maybe the next place he went into, the next issue would have been like, Okay, great. You got an interview. Where do we send the paperwork? I don't have an address. Yeah. You know and what then, I mean? And then, you know, you have, uh, how do I have clothes to go to work? How do I take a shower before I go to work? You know, how right. do I, you know, and there's, um, there's a lot of things out there that are it, really the system seems like it's pretty broken to me from the outside looking in because, in order for it to work, you have to have nonprofits like Illumination who are feeding people, who are clothing people. You know, it's like there is no actually like systematic way, you know, that the system is actually designed to help people, temporary housing, stuff like that. It's like the resources are just so scarce for people that it's like it seems to me as a more conservative type business type person that we're wasting more money, you know, with homeless shelters and stuff like that, than actually if we developed, you know, with um, like emergency, we're wasting more money with the emergency response type of stuff than if we just developed a real plan to combat this. But it's like, nobody you rewarded that it. you caught yourself rewarded it properly. Yeah, well, yeah. nobody wants to see it, you know, and nobody wants to see the uh, it's like a problem that nobody wants to put money to address. And I don't, un I, I don't understand that. Well, so we're sorry, Tom. No, you're good. Go. We are a reactive society, not a proactive right. society. Right. We don't That's think what I'm trying to say. How to make things better for the future. We at react to it when it's a problem, when it becomes 32 degrees or less outside. Oh, we got to get these people off the streets so they don't die. Okay. Right. Well, what about when it's 90, nine and a hundred percent humidity out in the summertime why Dude, when i have to work outside and it's 45 degrees with the sun out i'm cold you know when it's 32 when it's below 32 we we want to bring people inside what about when it's 33 mm -hmm. 
Yeah, why isn't there a system for all year round? And, and Claire mentioned on here about lack of mental health care and criminal records. There's a lot of issues uh, that keep people back. Why don't we you know, rewrite the laws for people with criminal backgrounds to help them find jobs? What if like, you got, what if five years ago you got pulled over and you had an ounce of weed in your car? You were getting you know, major time. Yeah, so, so now you have a criminal record, which mm -hmm. makes it hard to get a job. If you lose a job or you have a fire in your apartment, you can't just replace the job. You know, it's we have a system in which kind of everybody on the lower income is two steps from from homelessness. And we have no way, no safety net to kind of help them from. I think I think what one of the. Because this because this is America and unfortunately, most for this country, the dollar runs it. And I feel like sometimes they are, there's there's money and there's resources to to help combat this issue, but for like some some big conglomerates, if they can't turn a profit and to help you know turn a profit out of helping somebody, sometimes they just don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, how do you turn the prison system into a for-profit business? Yeah, we're prisoners. Yeah, you got to think about it. Most prisons in the United States of America, private-run companies, privately it's owned. Yep, privately owned. It's for yep. profit. They are profit-making companies. They are yep. making yep. money on people's misfortunes. unfortunate. Yeah, misfortunes. Thank you, Elijah. I was trying to come up with the word for people's misfortunes, people's unfortunate situations, because we don't deal with the problem at home to keep them from going. But let's keep throwing them back in jail because it makes more money for some company. Um, you should never be able to make money off of somebody's misery. That is an absolute atrocity in the United States. Yeah, there's there's certain things you should not be able to make money off of. Incarceration is definitely one of them. I think not to go not to go back in time, but again, that is basically like because we were talking about you know prejudice and everything like that. Like that is basically. Prisons are basically plantations. Like, even though they get paid, they might get paid like a dollar a day or something like that for working, but it is slave labor, and they're using that because of people's misfortunes. So I have a question for you, Tom, and I didn't give you any of these questions ahead of time, so I apologize if I catch you off guard, but I wanted to see your, your honest reaction. What do you think Christians should do? What do you think... Jesus would do with the homeless problem? What do you think Christians should do? What do you think your average Christian should be doing about the homeless problem that we have in America? You know, obviously it's this gigantic problem and, you know, we can't do much but put a little dent in it as a single person, but what should we be doing? There's uh there's a lot we could be doing. There's a lot we could be doing. Um there's 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 the best way to help is to find out how you can help, right? So now you're asking me, well, Tom, that's what I'm asking you. How can they help, right? Uh but it's it's the answer is so there's so many answers to that, right? Get get in touch with uh with 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 local nonprofits and see what they're doing um a lot of times 
the education, educate. I would say if I have to answer the question, I would say educate yourself on how to help. And by that, I mean, buying a pair of gloves for somebody. A, a pair of AB gloves for somebody. Is not the solution, right? But buying a pair of CB gloves for somebody is the solution, right? So a lot of times we say, hey, you guys need socks, your socks, but those socks aren't going to do anything for that person is to actually have the best value for the money that you're giving. What is well, how can we really, really make a difference in, in this situation and not just kind of put a bandaid on it? A lot of times we tend to just put a bandaid on things, right? Uh, uh, and by that, I mean, and we talked a little bit about this last episode where a lot of people come out to feed the community, to do the nice things for the community, to show up for the events, for picture opportunities. Right. But then on, on, on other days, when you see a homeless person in the street, you do nothing. You do nothing. I think as Christians, we have we always do this sermon of make sure you're a Christian seven days a week and not on Sundays. The same thing applies to the way you treat others. Right. Um, And 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 don't just go by them. Don't just walk by them. See what you can do at that time right there. Let's not forget the famous verse of Jesus that tells you why. Why did I get to heaven? Because you fed me. When did I feed you? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people uh, and, and honestly, myself included, I mean, sometimes we are we are uh, just like we talked about last week. We see people and we're not comfortable because we haven't been around them. We haven't spent time around them. We haven't grown up with them. We haven't known anybody that's in their situation. So we're just uncomfortable. And maybe even in the best of circumstances, we're just don't know what to do when we see a homeless person sitting outside a Wawa, when we see a homeless person, you know, laying under, uh, lay, laying under an overpass or something like that. What should we be doing when we see somebody like that? I think we, I mean, when you see somebody under an underpass, I'm not telling you to, uh, to necessarily go there and help them. Right. Because it, you could be setting yourself up for some dangerous situation that you don't know. Right. But uh, call Pastor Tom and tell him that you saw somebody under the, you know, don't just ignore it. Call somebody that can go over there. Right. All you have to do is call the local church. The local church will get somebody in that town that is involved, whether it's the Deacon Dennis or 211. Call 211. Let them know where they're at. Let them handle it. Right. So there's things that we can do. I just think, you know, and, and, and like we have a podcast, right? Use our voices to advocate for what's going on out there with the healthcare and with all that other stuff. Right. Uh, I, I think that that we need to start speaking up on the problem. I don't think we are going to solve it, but there's ways to really help. You know, so uh, if if I was walking into a Wawa and I saw somebody laying on, outside the store, you know, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, you buy him a sandwich or something like that, but it just feels like it's just nothing. You know, it just feels like it's 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 so little. And I think that's part of it is we see this problem is overwhelming and we just don't know what what to do. I mean, is that that's what you would consider to be like an appropriate response or would you try to do more than that? I'm glad you brought that up. So that's the problem right there. That's the problem that we feel like, well, what's that going to do? Mm hmm. I buy him a sandwich. What's that going to do? It's not really going to solve a situation. Yeah, it's not. But as Christians, what are we saying? What does Pastor Kerry always say? Right. Presence 
matters most. Being present matters most, right? Just a simple, hey, man, how you doing? I hope everything's okay. Can I pray for you? You don't even necessarily have to, but that you walk away and that person will be like, man, that guy really took, there really are people that care out there. Maybe I'm looking at this world the wrong way, right? And me, and meanwhile, you're in your car saying, uh, I didn't do much of anything. And then the homeless person's there just thinking and thinking, right? I asked the pastor, I asked Pastor Pete today because I can't get into too many specifics right now. But I said, hey, Pastor Pete, as Christians, right, we're just supposed to plant the seed. That's it. And then, and then God's the one that saves them, right? We're not, we're just supposed to plant it. Um, so let's try to use that approach as Christians with the homeless, right? Make an attempt to plant some kind of good in that situation. I'm not asking you solve his situation and find him a place. And, 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 and it's funny because some of us want to do that. You know, that's what that's what we want to do. Oh, I just want to, you know, but, but, but what, what Pastor Pete said was we plan it and then other people will come and water it. Right. That's yeah. why I'm so excited about the word community in our church, because it really does take a community to make a difference. I want to piggyback off of Dave's thing, just because I had an experience like, like Dave was talking about outside of Wawa. You know, sometimes the spirit will speak to you in the moment and you might think like, oh, I'll buy him a sandwich. That'd be great. So I did that. I bought the cup of coffee. I got a sandwich. I went outside. I handed it to the guy and the guy goes, hey, that's great. I have food, though. He goes, you know, it would have been much better if maybe, you, you know, you would have talked to me first. You know, I could really use a coat. Yep. Ask him. So. I think the major thing to remember, like from my experience, my personal experience is maybe just go talk to them. Remember, they're human. Yep. They're humans. He might have cans. Of, somebody might have gave him cases of tuna or, uh, I don't know, those pouches, Tom, that you used to give out those pouches of tuna or peanut butter. Maybe they have food. Maybe they need a coat. Maybe they do need socks. Maybe they just want a book, a notebook and a pen. You know, But I think that the problem why these people become invisible is because we think of them as less than human. Mm-hmm. Because the situation is, well, they don't have a house or they don't have food or they live in the street. So we think of them as less than human. And unfortunately, it's not something we do consciously. It's a subconscious thing. It's a biased thing in our mind from growing up in society and seeing different things in society. You're but right. I think remember, You're absolutely remember right. that they're human beings like, like Jesus with the leper. When, when the leper comes up and Jesus grabs him and he hugs him and he embraces him and his leprosy goes away. Jesus just said, you know, everybody else is like, Jesus, no, don't touch him. He's, he's got leprosy. Like, don't, no, stay away. Jesus treated him like a human. If one of you guys was hurting and I could see something was going on, I called you, hey, what's going on? Give you a hug, whatever I got to do. Why don't we, why do we feel like if somebody's homeless that they deserve less than that same respect I would give any one of you guys? Um, that's something that's been on me for this week when we're getting ready to talk about this, that, you know, maybe just go ask them. If the spirit has given you the, the thought to maybe buy them a sandwich, maybe go ask them first. Maybe they're allergic to, to ham. Maybe they can't eat ham. You know what I mean? You buy a ham sandwich. Now that's just trash to them. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not going to help at all. Um, just go. If you, my experience is from now on, what I've, what I've tried to do in those situations is if I feel the spirit saying, Hey, I need you to do something. I approach them first. Hey, how you doing today? You know, my name's Sean. I just want to see, Hey, is there anything I can do for you? You know, can I pray for you? Can I get you a sandwich, cup of coffee, something, and then let them talk. Sometimes I've had two experiences where I did that. They just wanted somebody to talk to so they could feel like they were part of society again, because everybody else just walks by and acts like they're not there. And I'll, I'm not trying to brag or anything else. It's nothing to do with that. It's just from personal experience. Um, 
I sat and talked with a guy for over an hour one time. And it was probably one of the best conversations of my entire life. I felt so good afterwards because I don't know why. It's not because of I did anything special. I talk to people all day. I have a big mouth. I talk all the time. But I, I could feel that he felt like he was part of a community, part of something. And I think that's that's huge. I think that's important. Uh, just remember they're humans like everybody else. Let's Let's treat them with that kind of respect and dignity. How easy is it to just go home? And not do anything, right? It's not going to affect your life any if you don't do anything, right? It's just the easiest thing to do. It's just ignore it. Um, but but I think it's so crucial to, you know, um, what Sean said. Um, basically, it's exactly what the Bible says, right? So if I, see, if I see Dave on the side of the street injured or something, I'm going to stop and help him, right? Because <laughs> I know him? We yeah. should... I think that's the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ is that he had this, like Sean just said, this just beautiful way of treating every single person like a person uh, without. And, and you're absolutely right. You called me out right there, because although you like to say that you're just uncomfortable, that really is the root of the problem is that um, you really do treat people like they're not part of society anymore once they become homeless and once they smell and once they don't look like everybody else. And you're right. I mean, I think that's that's got to be all of us. And we pretend like it's a it's a problem that doesn't exist because we don't know what to do about it. But honestly, maybe we're just a little too greedy with our time. Maybe we're just a little too greedy with our uh, with living inside our bubble. Yep. And that's that's exactly where uh, the Sermon on the Mountain comes in. I really hope this I really hope this doesn't. uh shut off for me i'll never forget i took before kj was born we had took elijah to the american is it the american history museum the one near the franklin institute on the parkway um and we were you know it was they hadn't opened yet and it was a summer morning and there was a homeless person out there and they were like bathing in the fountain and elijah couldn't understand why and i had to sit down and explain to him the best way i could some people don't have homes you know some people had bad things happen and this is how they have to get by day to day um i said but just because i've I've always instilled this in them i said but just because they look this way doesn't mean they're different i said they are still people and you are never to treat somebody wrong because of how they look, ever. I've been telling him this since, I've been telling him this his whole life, his whole life. And, you know, I just, that just lets you know how many kids don't experience that. So when they see it for the first time and they're a little older, they don't know how to react to it or how to respond to it. And they just look at that, as a person that's below society standards and they shouldn't give them the time of day. That's why you see those bad videos where, you know, teens are beating up, you know, beating people up and just, you know what I mean? Like it's up to us, not only as Christians, but as parents and as people in society that know what's going on to educate as many people as we can, as young as we possibly can, because they need to know. So. 
Yeah, I, I just want to say something real quick because I know it's uh, it's coming up on that time. But, um, you know, it's 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 just the world that we live in. Right. We learn it in the book of Ecclesiastes that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. It's just it's just how it is. Um, and and I think that I used to be one of them people. I used to be one of the people that used to walk by the homeless person and say, get a job get a job. What, what, what is your problem? Why? Like, why are you begging for money? Go get a job, you know? And, and I was that guy that would never, ever give money to any of the homeless people, because, you know, I, I think a lot of us, uh, when we see a homeless person, a little bit, we have a little bit of a, of, of a good feeling about like, huh, I'm better than him. I'm, I'm not, I'm better than him at least. Right. I'm not, I'm not where he's at. Right. And, uh, and that breaks my heart. And that breaks my heart because the greatest sermon ever given was the Sermon on the Mountain, right, by the greatest preacher in the world. And he and he and he starts it off by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Right. So when you're looking at a homeless person and you feel that entitlement of, uh, hey, man, <laughs> get a job that that's not that's not the poor in spirit. That's not the sporn spirit, you know, and it's funny because I opened it with with let's speak up for the people that don't have the voice. Right. And then you go all the way to the end where he says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven again. Right. And I, I think it's so important. It's the no it's love thy neighbor. That's the neighbor. That's the neighbor that Jesus is talking about as the neighbor. It's that neighbor that you're afraid to talk to. It's that neighbor that you're like, oh, he's homeless. Oh, he might. that's the neighbor Jesus is talking about. Sorry, I get passionate about that. No, you know what? I was I wasn't going to share something that I want to share. Um, I've been fighting it this whole show, but I forget. And Dave, you said I called you out when I was talking about that forgetting people are human. I wasn't calling you out. I was calling myself out because I was homeless. I was living in my car for six months. Uh, just a few years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, I was living on in the streets uh, in my car. But it's easy to justify why well, I had a car. I had somewhere to stay. I had a shelter. And how easy it is to forget how easy it is to end up in that situation. I was making $52,000 a year living in my car. Not every situation is because of drugs or alcohol or, or you know, um, because somebody's a criminal or whatever the reason you might think it is. So take compassion on people because you don't know what happened that brought them there. Mine was depression. Mine was a, uh, a breakup. I didn't know what to do. I just went numb and I lived in my car for six months. So I, I was trying to call myself out on the fact that I know how easy it is to end up in that situation um, without even trying. So let's just love other people. Um, it's just watch for my, for my devotional short tomorrow about love. Um, it's the greatest gift that God has ever given us. And if we can't love every person was made in God's image. So if some guy living in the street covered in nine years worth of dirt and smells terrible, he's also created in God's image. That doesn't change who that person is. Um, sorry, just, you know, now let's, 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 uh, let's not forget another side that, 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 
that people never see, right? So we have the uh, mental illness is a thing. Mm. And, and mental illness is, is, is a real thing out there. And, and, and you know, I, I'm very involved with the homeless people. And I'm thinking about specifically one person right now that I know him and I know his mother. Right. And and his mother. His mother actually had to kick her son out of her house, which is why he's homeless right now. Right. And you were like, what kind of animal is that? You know, <laughs> mental illness is a real thing, right? And when someone's not on the proper medication for mental illness, they tend to do a lot of bad stuff that you, after a while you have to say, well, okay, if you're not going to stay on medication for that, right? Um, um, and, and, and a lot of them people, once they get on the streets, there's no medication for that. Right. And and, and, and and then you're talking to the mother who's always checking on the son, but he really can't come back to the house because the way he is. And, 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 and I can't blame her because he's toxic to the other people in that house. Right. But still got to love him. Yep. That, <clears throat> that, that, that mother, that mother, her heart. Right. Because she doesn't she wants him home. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that, that I'm glad that we have people like you, Tom and Claire advocating for those who really 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 need them you know it's you guys are a true blessing so the uh we just need to do a better job supporting you guys and i would say there's been one thing on my mind the last few days and it's not necessarily about this topic but it is about helping giving loving and sacrificing um and i think that is what we're talking about right now and that thing is you know when god tells you to do something when God tells you to help somebody, when God helps you, when, when God points that person out to you that everybody else sees as invisible, it's not an accident. It's not an accident that you saw that person. And I've been the guy who's driven past the homeless people when I felt God tell me, go do something. And I didn't do it. And I said, there'll be a next time. There'll be a next time. And, and, you know, I've been convicted about that in the past where God says, I told you to do it because you were the next time you were the person I pointed that out to. And the thing that's been on my mind all week that I just want to make sure that I say it is that don't ever be concerned about your resources, your time, your money when it comes to helping somebody because truly the God and human relationship is that of a father and a child, a parent and a child. If you saw your child was broke because they gave all their money to help other people, you're going to help them. If you see your child is hungry because they gave all their food to somebody else, you're going to give them more food. You know, God will never, ever, if you truly believe in a living God, which I think we all do, I know we all do. I think that most of our audience does as well. If you believe in a living God, he's not going to let you suffer because you helped somebody. The God who controls the hourglass, who controls how many minutes and seconds are in every day, will give you more time if you give your time away. He will give you more resources if you give your resources away. Don't be afraid of helping other people. And that's, you know, that's what's been on my mind the last few days. I wanted to make sure I said it in this episode. And uh, I'm officially done. <coughs> well, I'm guessing this is where I close. 
But Dave, the words you just gave made this closing easy. And I'll tell you why. As I close out, there was times I needed to be blessed with help with KJ. Sarah, thank you for making me your next time. There was a time I was very depressed and I needed somebody to talk to. Tom, thank you for making me your next time. Sean, there was times I needed things. You came through. Thank you for making me your next time. Dave, part of the reason why I'm sitting where I am in this place is because you heard the call and you made me your next time. Thank all of you for making me that next time that has me here being able to be the dad that I am, the man that I am, and the Christian that I am. So thank you all for that. And I know we made you laugh, and I'm hoping that that closing kind of made you cry because it's very, very touching because it's the truth. You know, I love you guys, and I appreciate it. Um, so thank you, everybody, for watching episode 94. We will be back March 15th. Hopefully, we will be in a place that you guys will recognize it might be nicer. It might be revamped. That was my phone. So what? Um, but thank you all. God bless you. And um, I can't wait till we see you guys again. Father God, we just thank you for bringing us together again. Yes, Give us an opportunity to discuss the things that are near and dear to your heart. Father, this week, we want to pray. I'm going to lift up Amber and Joe uh, in their situation. Lord. I want to pray for Shayla and Adrian as they face the situation they're dealing with uh, in their home. For all the folks that came in yesterday looking for answers to prayer on the prayer call. Father, sometimes we forget that each and every one of us came from you. Each and every one of us was made in your image by your hand. Each and every one of us is loved individually by you. So, Father, help us to love each and every brother and sister, no matter how they look, how they act, how they, everything, how, if they, rich, poor, tall, skinny, short, fat, whatever the situation is, Father, each and every one of us was made and designed for a specific purpose by your hand. That's right. There is no one person, no single person in this world that is hidden from your eye. So, Father, open our eyes to see the world as you see it. Let us see people as you see people, not when they're dirty, not when they're down, not when they're high, not when they're rich, but as you created them to be. That's right. We are your children. We are filled with your spirit and your love. So let us share that with every brother and sister we come across. Open our ears and our hearts to the Spirit's call. When you have a need, you need us to fill. Thank you, Jesus. 
There is no situation that is beyond your touch. There is no situation beyond your sight. There is no situation beyond your control. So Father, help us to remember that. Help us to know how to be in each situation, no matter what the situation is. Because you have it under control. You are the protection. You are the provider. We just simply need to be obedient and listen. Father, we ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, 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 amen. How many M&Ms do you think I could eat in three weeks while we're off? A truckload. I take that challenge. A truckload of M&Ms? That sounds fun. That's gross. Ah, that sounds fun. No. You think we're going to be able to... Uh, think we're going to be in the studio and... Uh, no, I'm saying to tell... Uh, do you think we're going to be trapped inside these Zoom boxes the next episode, or you think we're going to be in the studio? I think we'll make it. You think you're all I'm, optimistic? I'm going to make sure we make it. I'm I'm going to tell them guys. Listen, you start with this room, and then and then the rest of the church. We're nice. in on the 15th. Yeah, absolutely. God was definitely God was definitely with me because this thing has been on five percent for like ten minutes. I don't know why <laughs> the battery isn't charging, but I don't know. I got to yeah. call the guy who I. But All right, anyway, well, that was a great episode. Yeah. Listen, uh, remember, viewers, listeners, if there's only two people, the next episode, and the two big guys aren't on there, please, please do your yeah. civic duty, report us missing. <laughs> Look for the cell phones. Look for the cell phones. Contact Zuckerberg. It's on the messenger. No. Call right. the Winklevosses. <laughs> love you guys see you on the next time we go around God Peace. bless guys next time I lotion my knuckles sorry like sandpaper in this joint smooth <laughs> operator seafood is where you get the women not frozen and not frozen food seafood it's yeah. just it can't be fr- it in. can't be frozen though no fresh got it. Very fresh fresh, fresh. yeah it's just you just don't want to be in the frozen food aisle